Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What's up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between? You have come across a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. That's right. We are the show that dives into the discography and the catalog of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen, the mighty Van Halen. And I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. But if Corey sounds a little funny, he's... He's 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 feeling a bit under the weather, and but he's still a trooper, and so he still wants to do the show. And uh, there is no rest for the uh, not weary, not wicked. Just there's no rest for the Van Halen fan. We keep going, we keep rocking. Corey, thank you for keeping on rocking here. Of course, it wasn't even a consideration. I got to be here and rock out with with my brethren and listen to a little Van Halen. I got my Barry White voice going on. Can't get enough of your love, babe. So I'm gonna say. This sounds super sexy for all the ladies here tonight. Um, but there's a very good chance that uh, either I'm going to pass out or my voice is going to give out. So I brought in a ringer. And normally a we ringer. give this guy grief, but I got to give him uh, full props. He's my uh, uh, my uh, broadcasting partner over at Backtracks. He's John Mariano, and he uh, generously decided to sit in with us here tonight just in case uh, I can't fulfill my end of the bargain here tonight. Johnny's going to pick up the slack. How are you doing tonight, John? Hi, hi, Corey. Hi, Mark. Um, I can't wait. Like, I love, I love recording. I, I love. I'm, I'm very thankful that Mark's here, the guest on the show with us. Like, there's nothing better I like doing than talking Aerosmith with everybody. And you know, Corey and I do do, do our show, but you know, backtracks Aerosmith re- revisited, and it's so great that Mark is joining the show. Mark, thanks for joining tonight. Oh yes, I, I love being a guest on my own show. It's great. Oh wait, wait. Oh wait, wrong show. Sorry. Hi, folks. Welcome to. Back, backtracks theme music this is a cory cory morissette and john mariano's new show um we, where we d- break down songs from movies and tv shows um that we break down the tv show or movie and the song and the artist all in one big podcast and mark thank you for joining us tonight jokes aside i will be very excited and very honored to be a part of that show um oh. but yes you guys check out that new show uh it is going to be awesome uh tell tell them about the tell them the title again of it john so it's it's backtrack backtracks theme music you know Corey and i have this brand called backtracks because we're lazy and we like to like just reuse words as, as much as we can and this one's called theme music and it's a play it's a pun if you will um it is it could be a theme song it could be it could be just the theme of a scene um as long as long as the song is played in the movie or tv show it could be on the soundtrack it could be we we talk about why it was chosen how it works how it plays off the themes of the movie um we talk about the artist and the artist's involvement in it maybe maybe their take on the movie if they have one um so 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 it's blending two things that we love and something that Corey, Mark, and myself have bonded over the last few years on on, on both music and and movies. Um, you know, I feel I feel weird because it's like music and movies and TV shows. Like 
I'm just gonna say music and movies, and you can assume TV too. Yeah, it's all it's all good. It's all the same, um, relatively speaking. This podcast sounds like one that I would have loved at any age whatsoever. So I know I'm gonna love it now that it's finally here. Uh, so be on the lookout for Backtracks theme music, you guys, on the Deep Dive Podcasting I, Network. I have one bit of business before we get started talking about Van Halen, which I am very excited to be talking about with you guys tonight. Well, by all but, means, but, by all means. But but my little bit of business, Mark, is consider this an open invitation for either show, but specifically for the theme music, because I know how passionate you are about it, that, you know, Corey and I will just drop in a chat, hey, we're recording tonight, and mm. you want to come in any night you want discussing any like you know you know the rules any any song from like you could pick the theme song to Frasier and you can force me to talk about Frasier for a half hour if you want and i will <laughs> and and you would yes oh i wouldn't do that to you i would i would go with cheers just just for you john <laughs> but i would be perfectly fine and i would take my my Frasier bias out of it and talk about the great writing over nine seasons of that show and be fine with it yeah, yeah there you go but uh, but it's all about the music. It's all about the tunes. And the, yes, two things very much we're passionate about. Uh, movies, film, uh, television, of course, but uh, all that blended together and music and the music that helps make it all go round. Speaking of round and round, you guys, last week we did a poll, as we always do, about the song Without You. And... Since Corey is usually our poll guy on Twitter, I uh, the poll for Without You, last week's episode, an amazing, astounding 70-30 split percentage. 70% uh, of that's what dreams are made of, and 30% the dream is over. Honestly, was kind of thinking it would go a little bit more uh, sort of halfway, but 70-30 uh, is not bad. Uh, I know we enjoyed without you so uh, i'm assuming it looks like that the general audience agrees with us and since we're on it let's uh take a look at some of the tweets and the comments going down the list here uh from the deep purple podcast uh fellow podcasters on the deep dive network very solid rocker off of three van halen three um yeah, got to agree this is the one uh that if you listened to the show last week this is the one that kind of gave me hope gave me optimism because so far the tracks we've landed on van halen three uh not too hopeful but uh this one was pretty much a banger uh from gene hickey great tune one of the highlights on the album for sure a different producer some more time playing together before recording oh what could have been for the for this version of the band Completely agree, uh, Corey. I think I can speak for you when uh, when, when I say also completely agree. Mm -hmm. uh, you can give me a yes or a no. Absolutely. There it is. Uh, let's see here. From Mark Fuller, this song always reminds me of the moment I heard what Van Halen with Sharon sounds like after 18 months of waiting. Uh, yeah, I can imagine that if this is your introduction to Gary Sharon singing for Van Halen, you'd be hopeful too. Uh, I know I would have been, and then maybe I wouldn't have been so down on uh, the rest of the album. I don't know, but hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it? Uh, from Steve Harold, it's the best song on that album, indeed. Uh, our good buddy Tom, 
Armbruster, Armbruster. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, Tom. He's the official uh, official friend of the show, by the way, Tom. He is. There it is. It's, it's it's in the name too. Friend of the show, Tom. He says, "I got goosebumps when the chorus kicked in, and if Hagar era Van Halen taught us anything, it's that if it moves you, it's a winner." Agree that a different producer might have made things sound better. Yes. See, this is good. This is. It's good to know that Corey and I, uh, our critique wasn't so far off the the mark. You know what I mean? It's it's good to see that uh, everyone else is sort of having this uh, sort of same revelation. Um, from Jonathan P. Todd, this is uh, to me this is Van Extreme, <laughs> EVH trying to write a funk slash extreme tune. Love the song and bummed you cut the live version short. There is an awesome nod to the Beatles at the end. I did not know that. Um, sorry, I'm sorry we cut it short, but you know it was a long episode and we were rocking and we just we, things happen. Sorry, Jonathan, but well, uh, maybe maybe we'll Mark, Mark let me cut in and, and pull the curtain back because okay, you, go ahead. Sometimes sometimes you don't pull back the curtain enough and you skirt around the issue. Just so people know, sometimes these things run a little long and we drink a lot of water during them, and you really gotta pee. So sometimes know, yeah. you miss a great tune or a great nod to a, on a live track because nature is calling and when nature calls you answer you don't put up a fight you don't ignore it you go and you know frankly i know what you're thinking couldn't you guys have just uh edited it out you going to the bathroom and went back to the song I was like well maybe but our uh editor slash producer slash podcaster just doesn't have that kind of time it's Sounds fine like we, we try to make his yeah, yeah, we're trying to make your job easy. He's also <laughs> expensive. Yes, exactly. So, you know, I we can only afford him for so long. Uh, from the You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast, I ugh, I keep reminding myself to tune into that show because I'm really, really excited. But uh, tune in, you guys. A Friday the 13th podcast, You're All Doomed. They say, this is the first song you've covered that needs a third option on the poll. Something that's right down the middle. Maybe call it Little Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I, I like that, you guys. That's awesome. Um, I'm not sure. Twi Wait, does Twitter allow? Uh, so, 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 oh, yeah. so the I guess they do. The Cult of John ha has a ruling here that oh, we, do, we do not hedge our bets in these lands. It's a yes or no. It's a very binary answer. Yes or no. And you're all in or you're all out. And, and, and that's the only two that we can allow. Well, there you go. Yeah, so it's, it's much like the people split between uh, Van Halen and Van Hagar. It's either you're in or you're out, even though I don't agree with that sentiment. But a lot of the uh, general fandom is that way. Go figure. Uh, from Kofifi Hefe, great name. Uh, tremendous song, believe me. Some might even say it's one of the best on the album after year to the day. And then uh, there's emojis there. It's like, uh, okay, okay. Well, uh, cool. Yeah. Um, from Kevin Brown at Kevin Brown Canada. Oh, a fellow Canadian there, Corey. Uh, hey, Kevin. Reminds, me, reminds me why I gave up on this album within six months. Sounds like a quickly discarded demo from 5150 recorded hurriedly in a tin can by a Van Halen tribute act whose singer kind of sort of sounds like Sammy Hagar. Horrendous production that completely outweighs any minor, uh, 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 my, I, 
plus V. I'm sorry, I don't know what that is, but uh, but he continues. Should say too that I don't hate the song itself. It's just undercooked and feels so far back of their best work. Uh, well, you're not entirely wrong. The production quality, again, as we said, uh, it's not my favorite. I, I wish I wish it had been better, but on it, it didn't kill the song for me entirely. So, uh, oh, and Kevin also says just listen to the live version. First off, a thousand times better than the studio cut. Second, Gary actually sounds more like DRL or DLR, David Lee Roth. Wild. Well, I don't know if it's a good thing or a meh thing if he's sounding more like David Lee Roth in that instance, because it's a good as thing. you all well I mean, it's a good as you all well know, <laughs> I, I like David Lee Roth. I love David Lee Roth. Do not get me get, get that twisted. I just find Sammy to be the better singer. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Um Mark and uh Mark. Yes, Mark. Yes. Yes, uh, the, I, I know you and I have our differences, and you. I will never question how astute you are uh, of a singer and understanding the technical parts of singing, right? Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, there is a charisma about Diamond Dave that 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 surpasses technical talent. Um, that I think that you are not giving enough credit to. It's like. It's one thing to be able to hit every note. It's another thing. Sammy Hagar is technically a better singer. D- David Lee Roth is jazz. And you cannot <laughs> you, you cannot um understand or 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 measure his improv and, and what he brings to the table on a technical level because it's not that. It's art. He's definitely the more charismatic of the two. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll, I will. Well, I'm going beyond that. that. I'm, 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 I'm saying the parts of his art you can't measure from a technical singing. Like there's so much that you can measure from technical, but yeah. because he's doing jazz, right? And he is very much doing jazz. You, you know, even though he's doing rock. Um. So there's parts of his improv within a song that can't be measured on the same level that you can measure a technical singer. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah! That would, uh, uh, <laughs> that, would, uh, per- that would warrant uh, further discussion, but I like where your head's at with that. That's a very good, uh, very good analogy. Good on you there, John. Um, and that is, uh, that's th- those are the tweets from the poll. So yeah, once again, uh, without you, 70, 30, 70% of you agreed with us that, that is what dreams are made of. And it may very well be the only one from Van Halen 3 that we have said that about. Well, at least from my standpoint, I think Corey uh, might disagree. He might have a few more uh, tunes in there that he's ready to, uh, you know, be optimistic about. And I, and I thank him for his optimism. I hope more of it rubs off a little bit because, you know, boy, we need it. So without further ado, because we want to get this train rolling, I think it's time to spin the wheel. Uh, Corey has a song that he he wants to uh, he he wants to hear a particular song. Uh, can you can you uh, quickly tell us what that song is, Corey? Yeah, Mark. I, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our uh, a couple of our listeners who follow us on Twitter, uh, Gene Hickey and Jonathan Meisner. Both had the same idea I did tonight. I would die to get a little somebody get me a doctor for obvious <laughs> reasons. 
for obvious reasons. But uh, well, let's uh, let's hope the wheel is kind. Uh, John, you being our uh, sort of a resident uh, guest on call, is there a particular Van Halen song you want to listen to and talk about tonight? Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking at the wheel, and there's a bunch of songs I love on here. But mm-hmm. I really feel like I, I, I'd love to talk about right now if it hits. Oh, that's a gooder. I would not be mad about that. There are a lot of hits still on the wheel, so it's really anybody's ball game. I think uh, we could really use a hit right now. I think a hit would be something. I think that would be what the doctor ordered. I think Corey needs it as well. So let's see if the wheel wants to be kind merciful or just an all-out bastard uh sammy whenever you're ready take us away all right before then john pick a number between one and five eight okay three three that's how many times i'm checking <laughs> one two three okay here we go here we go All right. Oh, this is a good one, boys. Drop Dead Legs from Drop 1984. That's fantastic. Vintage Van Halen. Gotta love it. You wanted a hit. I don't know. Uh, this one wasn't really a hit, but uh, anything off 1984 uh, is an absolute bona fide Van Halen classic. And uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, they're all bangers. So this is a, th- this is a win. This is a win tonight. And we, Johnny, needed, what are your we needed thoughts? a break from Van Halen 3. <laughs> so, so, there you go. So, 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 so 1984 is on shuffle on my playlist that plays in my car all the time. Drop Dead Legs is always a favorite when it hits. It was on my mixtapes as a kid. It was on my mix CDs. Um, it has been in heavy rotation since I've owned this album. Um, we're, we're, we're in for a good one tonight, folks. Yeah, a lot of people have been waiting for Drop Dead Legs. Uh, like I said, not, not one of the big hits, but the uh, the deep cut Van Halen uh, uh, fans love this. It's a Drop Dead yeah, Legs. it's the fan favorite. It's, this is one. Yeah, I, I too have seen this on on, on Twitter and our all of our social medias. People are wondering uh, when we get to this, and the ones that I respond to, I go, "Well, whenever the wheel so, decides to give it to us, we so don't so." so to put it in perspective, Corey and I do that Aerosmith show, and, and we we're putting together the ultimate Aerosmith mixtape. If we yes. were doing that for Van Halen, Corey would have to fight me tooth and nail to take this song off the new mixtape if he wanted it off. That's my feelings <laughs> on it. <laughs> I right. don't think he would fight you too hard for that. I don't, one, th- I don't, think I don't so. know. I could be wrong. I dig. I dig this whole album. It's uh, for all you vinyl fans out there. This is the fifth cut off of nineteen eighty four. Uh, right after Top Jimmy, and before you flip the side and get a little hot for teacher with track number six. But 1984 is uh, considered an, an all-around uh, rock classic album. Of course, I went Diamond, uh, one of their biggest-selling albums. It was the album that got me into Van Halen, produced by Ted Templeman, released way back January 9th, 1984, uh, recorded at 5150, the last uh, album featuring David Lee Roth until A Different Kind of Truth. Um, and I can't wait. What do you say, boys? Should we uh, spin a little drop dead legs? We got to do it. Let's hear it.
wait, wait, Alex, no, we need you to hit that cowbell more. We need you to uh, do it again, more cowbell. Those opening riffs, though, right? And, and, and like Alex with the cowbell and the drums, but those opening riffs are some of my favorite licks of, of Van Halen, right? Like, absol- mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, I pop that on a jukebox when I'm hanging out in an arcade. I know I seem like I'm dating myself, but I actually do go to a resort every year that still has an arcade and a jukebox this oh, is on that. all over the place again and and, and and when when i go there in august one of the first songs i inevitably play on the jukebox to kick off my vacation week is drop dead legs and it kind of sets the mood for the week that's a good choice good call uh the uh local watering hole i visit has a jukebox accessible to to anybody it's all digital i can do it on the app so there are times where I just get on that app and I just play an hour of whatever the hell I want. Uh, I think Drop Deck Legs needs to be added to the repertoire. But um, but you're right. That opening riff, the opening little uh, uh, Eddie, Eddie noodling on guitar there, it's got his, uh, his custom sound. If you've listened to Van Halen enough times, you realize the tone of Eddie's guitar sound is very, very, it's, it's a signature. And um, this is no exception right here. It's it's absolutely you don't mistake that for anybody else. His tone is his tone. Giant butt. Dig that steam and giant butt. Is the steam coming from the giant butt, though? Because if so, that could be bad. Depends how big the butt is, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, like, this is this is really a, what we would call an all-cylinder song. Um, you, you know, the, 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 the way the band is grooving and Diamond Dave, and this is this was kind of my point about him being more jazz and artist. The flourishes he's throwing in here complement the guitar and what the what, what the band is doing in general. Um, and and then even the stank he's putting on uh, on the ends of his lines give this a sexiness to the song that has no business being. Um, and, and because the lyrics, like you guys were just kind of like picking on the lyrics a little bit, fairly enough. But 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 it, it's it, it's the the stank and the drawl that Diamond Dave is pu- putting on there that, that that's giving it that little sexiness and, and complimenting the guitar. Now, John, are oh, you yeah. getting a little bit of an Aerosmith vibe, like not necessarily from the uh, production or anything, but just kind of the groove? Getting a little I, bit of an Aerosmith vibe. You mentioned stank. That's kind of our go-to word on the Aerosmith show. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. But I always I always go in between. Like, am I getting an Aerosmith vibe? For, for, from Van Halen, or am I getting a Van Halen vibe from, from from Aerosmith? They're both pretty much the same era, man. And, and, and it's not like I don't feel like one influenced the other that much. No, um, but they were both influenced by you know bands like Zeppelin and, and yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah. They, but they do their own. Like I think they both have equal parts sexiness, and you can see a lot of comparisons. The more the further you know, Corey and I have gone down that Aerosmith rabbit hole. And we've we, we've talked about it on our own show, like the comparisons to Van Halen, and you know, you know it sounds crazy because Joe Perry ver, 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 versus Eddie 
is a non-starter, right? Oh, like, yeah. like <laughs> absolute non-starter. You love you, Joe, but yeah, no. <laughs> it's you, true. But but when you compare the lead singers, and I, I will include both Sammy and, and Diamond Dave and Steven Tyler, there is something that they bring to the table that that you know I feel like I, I've said it to Corey. I feel like the best parts of Sammy and the best parts of Diamond Dave are Steven Tyler. But that doesn't take away from them individually being great. Right? Sure, yeah. Uh, um but that what 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 Diamond Dave is doing here, the stank that Corey's alluding to, um Steven Tyler on the best Aerosmith tracks does. And, and, and you know, Diamond Dave does it does it effortlessly. Um I'm just uh, I think I think we kick back into the track and enjoy some more guys. We should. thoughts on the chorus gentlemen just can't get over that uh that high harmony by michael he's just always always comes in clutch with that high. <laughs> you want a high it, harmony get mike in here but, but but it's something to me in lesser in with a lesser voice with not michael i think could fall very flat very easily yeah and, and michael coming in high there builds the song because the song's building there in so many ways Mm-hmm. And when Michael comes in, I, it's one of my favorite parts of the song when Michael comes in. And it's so underrated because there's so much more going on. But without, like, if, if that comes in flat, it dead, dead, it deadens the song right there. Yeah, and, it completely just flattens it out entirely. And you're just like, do I even want to continue? Like, I'm right. not amped anymore. And, 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 and we're at a point in the song where it's building. And we can feel mm-hmm. it building. And it's building and building and building. And when Michael comes in, it helps to take leaps and bounds in that build. And, and it, you know, I just wanted to bring some focus on that because, because it's, it's an important, it's an important part of the song. It is. Absolutely. Um, Corey, you have uh, any uh, short words for the chorus? Yeah. <laughs> string of <laughs> phrases that he's throwing out here right now is some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard on a song. Yep. It is a Diamond Dave song for you, but it is amazing. Yes. Throw my rope, loop to loop, nice white teeth, Betty Boop. It's like, <laughs> okay. Like, like David throws that out there in a recording session. And like, I guess so. 
I guess so. Unless he's is Dave trying to imply that Betty Boop has uh, drop dead legs? Is that it? I mean, because Betty did wear us. She did. Yeah, you don't imply that. She just did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just, boop, yeah right. Boop 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 doop. That was like her thing. And then she'd shake <laughs> she shake her ass, and she'd have the long legs. So yeah. he's not he's not wrong, but it's like throw my rope. He 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 he's basically saying he's gonna go jerk off to Betty Boop here. That's what it sounds like to me. He's gonna throw it. Right? That's, yep. that's what it's all about. It's Dig like those like... moves. Vampires set me loose. Get it higher. Throw my rope. Loop to loop. Right. So that's his dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice white teeth. Betty Boop. Uh, so he's modest as well. Yeah, he's 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 he's, he's going to get laid. He's very much. This is him going to get either some some head. Going to get laid. But very much things are going on here, and Diamond Dave is, is very directly talking about it with random phrases. Perhaps he's uh, also maybe he's implying not Betty Boop per, like literally, but maybe maybe a woman that looks like uh, Betty Boop, uh, or, or, or maybe maybe like Betty Boop was a sex symbol of of, of like the thirties, right? Like she actually mm-hmm. was. Like you, we don't think of her that way, but she's a cartoon character, and we think of cartoon characters for kids this is back when cartoon characters were for everybody and she oh, was yeah, considered yeah. like a sex symbol she was like a cigarette girl of the time yeah. right so he's basically nicknaming somebody in the bar betty boop which betty is boop. fine yep. like there you go that, that, that's how i'm taking it it's like going home with betty boop yeah and there there you have it we've we've broken it down by we are non-experts breaking it down because that's what we do on this show and what's going to happen is, is like, you know, we've done this before, Mark. We said it sounds like Dave D. Roth mm-hmm. just went off into a corner and scribbled this shit out in about 10 minutes and went to the local booth and cut it. And, and someone on the internet is going to call me a jag off and say, actually, you know, these lyrics were inspired by the Iliad or something stupid like that. So, 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 Corey, <laughs> the Iliad. In, in fairness, I threw out all these random non facts in this episode. So people are going to kill me on Twitter because you can't talk today. Oh, they'll still kill me on Twitter. You don't have to talk on uh, no, Twitter. No, yeah. They'll, if they if they don't kill Corey, they'll kill me. They always they always do. They always <laughs> come after me, but I always come back. But anyway, speaking of back, back to the song. Here we go. Is this album the best that the David Lee Roth era sounded? Maybe up until a different kind of truth, which also sounded pretty cool. But like uh, the, the you know the other albums in this era were all really great and sound great. But man, the, they're fucking on fire here. And like Ted Templeman, the production on this thing sounds amazing. It's hard for me to argue against it. Although my heart wants to say I uh, I think Van Halen too. Uh, That's where I was going to go, sounded. Mark. But uh, I mean, but that could also just—I mean—that could be my personal bias because I just so, really, really love Van Halen too. Uh, but I—I uh, I don't know, man. You—you you might have a, a viable argument on that one, Corey. I, I will—I will say, song for song, I'll take Van Halen two over '84, even though I owned '84 first. Um, production-wise, look, Corey might have a point. Like, like production-wise, 
this might be the crispest and best David, Diamond Dave has sounded, but it's hard for me to put this over the songs on two because I love them so much more. Oh yeah, and that's, I wasn't and trying. Yeah, quality wise, I wasn't trying to compare. I, yeah. I would probably lean towards Van right. Halen too as well uh, myself, but just production wise, I would hope uh, if you can listen to this episode or listen to this song after the fact with headphones on because you really get the full effect of the production of this song. It's the anti without you in that the production really helps this song just kick major ass. And now I'm like, I'm stuck in this uh, realm of indecision because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I choose Van Halen 2 over 84. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know because <laughs> like they're both so damn good. Mark, Mar- uh, Mar- uh, Mar- it's a binary poll. You got to pick one. You're right. It's binary. Um, uh, we'll just say little dreamer and then uh, we'll, we'll go back to the song. to the sunset i'm gonna say something uh to you Corey. um often we have talked about uh guitar solos and you like to bring up uh the example of the guitarist for living color right in cult of personality uh in that he has uh he has two solos two really long solos where the man and and i'm i apologize i'm blanking on his name right now Reed. um thank you he is all over the place in the in both of those solos so much so and to you you go he's not playing the solos for the song he's more like playing the solos for the sake of playing as many notes as he possibly can and i said i agree with that statement though i admittedly i i think the solos work just for me personally but uh yeah no i get what you mean uh playing the notes for the sake of notes Eddie, I think, is doing exactly that in this song for the for this solo, and that does not mean it's a bad thing. It's not even uh, uh, 
Like it's not in the negative whatsoever. I'm just saying Eddie is all over the place in this song. Uh, I had forgotten that the solo kind of goes, I'm not going to say off the rails because it doesn't. He, he creates the rails. He makes it. He, ter- he turns the rails into a, uh, into a roller coaster, like mid songs with this solo. It's awesome. It's, uh, it's astounding. It also sounds like he is just making it up right on the spot and they just decided keep rolling keep going we'll we'll we'll, we're just gonna keep using it because there was one at one point it sounded like the solo that he just he ran out of neck space and he was like oh shit and then he had to like correct himself real quick and he came in and did something a little bit different and then did a phrase where it was even more different and just all all over the place that um but I use that example of the uh, living color, uh, the cult of personality solos, because this song, <laughs> the the solo in this song sounded very much uh, reminiscent of that in my ears. Uh, am I crazy or do you hear it? You know what? I, I heard it maybe in the second half of the solo. The first half I didn't. I, I thought it was very much he was playing it for the right, song. Right. Yeah. And and I was and I was also really focusing on how great the drum sounded. Like the drum tone, the drum sound on this mm-hmm. album is is phenomenal. But you know, he was in the pocket, he was in the groove. And then you heard him playing his own rhythm and he was kind of laying on top of that. And that was all good. And then there came a point probably halfway through the solo where it started to get, you know, quite noty, right? And you did kind of all over the place. Mm. So I do see your point in the second half of the solo, maybe not so much in the first. What do you think, John? So, so, so to, to agree with both Mark and Corey and, and, and kind of put a pin in this whole thing, I feel like it starts off with, see, with seemingly is going to be a very elementary Eddie solo. Right. Yeah. To Corey's point, like it, it, it blends in and matches the song. Eddie very artfully, kind of like a hammer, like he he just he just noodles his way through. Like this is what the song sounds like. This is what the guitar solo for the song would sound like. And it's like it's almost like you get on the roller coaster and it's ticking up at that point. And you're like, all right, well, it's a very it's a very it's Eddie, but it's very elementary Eddie. And then all of a sudden, you take that first drop. And Eddie just goes off on a tangent and you are on the ride with him all the way to the outro. And it is so beautifully done. This is why this is one of my favorite eras. Um, sorry, <laughs> I misspoke. One of my favorite Van Halen songs. I almost forgot which podcast I was on. But <laughs> but, but 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 the the re, the reality is it has all the elements. You, you, you know you know from from michael hitting those high notes to to, to the cowbell to, to to the drums to the guitar to to, to diamond dave do, doing his damnedest during this whole thing to the batshit crazy lyrics this song has it all and if, if you want to sit there and go to somebody this is why i love van halen this to me is one of those songs that you share with them would it surprise you guys to know that they played this song out of all the 1984 songs, they played this song live the least and, and kind of by a lot. They only played this song live 41 times, according to setlist.fm. You know, I'm not incredibly shocked by that, um, although it is it is kind of surprising that maybe, uh, well, as we pointed out, this is a fan favorite for sure, but I guess the voices just weren't loud enough for them to hear, hey, play this song live, uh, do it, I, play it, like, we'll love it. I wonder if the other mega hits on this album weren't such mega hits, 
if this uh-huh. d- didn't get more like if this wouldn't have gotten more play i feel like especially when you're creating a set list you're only going to do so many per album and mm-hmm. look 84 is one of the big ones and there are certain songs you got to play off of 84 no matter what and yep. i i think because of that it limited the ability to to add songs like drop dead legs like you're not going to you're not going to do an 8 hour van halen show as much of any one of us would want to hear that right like they're just not going to do it yeah. so things get cut and i have a feeling that that's why and actually according to settler dot setlist.fm it wasn't even played on the 1984 tour it was played in 2015 so wow. oh interesting wow yeah that is interesting but uh well you know th- I think John has a very valid point because like I said, 1984 is, that's a big, huge album. Corey pointed out this thing went, uh, what diamond status, the record went diamond. Over 10 million. That's insane. That's, that's just, that's insane. But if you think about it in terms of, of 1984, um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that probably had a lot to do with it. You, you can't substitute this for Panama. You can't substitute this for jump. Uh, you can't even substitute this for Hot for Teacher. I would be scalding angry if you did that. And I like this song, but uh, you know, it's like got You gotta have it. You gotta have the hits. You gotta have the hits. And but um, but, but Mark, let me ask you this. Let's yeah. say you have a little cousin, and your little cousin goes, Uncle Mark or or cousin Mark, like <laughs> uh, like uh, I want to listen. I, I want to listen to that band Van Halen, and like, you know, you 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 gotta pick a song off of '84. Right, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a song I would I would make them listen to on like this is why I think this band is great. Of all the songs on this album, and little cousin says, "Hey, I want to check. I want to listen to that band Van Halen that I'm not familiar with." You would play this song as the the start. I, I feel I feel like I would because the other songs I love. Like, mm-hmm. like look, I love Jump, right? But to me, the 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 keyboards are less of the Van Halen sound to me. Than, mm-hmm. than, than that i actually like this guitar solo more than i like panama's guitar solo right and that's not a knock on panama i love panama it's catchy as hell right but yeah. but 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 there are things in this song that i think are closer to like you and i both love van, van halen too this song to me feels like it really might belong on that out i could hear that I think I would show my little cousin uh, "Hot for Teacher." Honestly, it's like, oh, if you like, you want the full effect, Van. Here you go. You, well, well you're a pervert, Mark. <laughs> well, I mean, that was never in question. But uh, after all of that, this, uh, that uh, ra- raved review, I think we can safely assume. Uh, but I don't want to assume anything, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask uh, John, since you're here uh, as our, you know, guest, as it were. is drop dead legs what dreams are made of or is it time for the dream to be over i'm gonna say the dream should be over so that way i could just keep it for myself so 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 now nobody else can listen to it and it's mine that's how it works right hmm the cult of Mariano strikes again, and this time it's taken everything. Everything I say. Uh, well, we. But uh, yeah, anything more to add to this song, John? No, no. Look, it it, 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 to me is a standout. Like it might sound like I'm going over the top on it, 
and I'm not like it, it, it is truly one of my favorites and I'm really happy we pulled it while I was here because look if you don't love this song I don't know why you're listening to this podcast <laughs> so I'm gonna go That's out on a limb and John actually yeah. meant to do this Full disclosure, I was going to play The Dream Is Over regardless of what John picked, just to... <laughs> just about... <laughs> that sounds about right. That, that's on brand. Um, uh, Corey, if you're if you're up to it, uh, can you let the people know, did you find Drop Dead Legs, uh, The Dream Is Over, or is this what dreams are made of? I got a little bit of strength left in my click and finger. Let's see what I come up with. Love this record, love this band, love this track. Uh, I actually really like John's point that he could have heard this on uh, Van Halen too. It kind of has that kind of feel to it. Uh, you know, that this you know could would have fit right in, I think, on Van Halen too. But uh, the production on the on this song is amazing. I thought uh, Alex's drum sounded phenomenal. Uh, Mikey's killing it on the bass. Like the the rhythm section is just right in the pocket and killing it. Dave sounds amazing. This is probably his best sounding album, uh, I think, out of all of them. And the little flourishes he's putting in there, like the, the jazz that John was talking about, were all perfect. Yeah, the lyrics are stupid, uh, but you know what? You're going to get that on occasion. I, I still kind of like the fact that he just fit in the line giant butt in a song in the 1980s. That was amazing. And uh, Throw My Rope, uh, you know, you, you could take that whichever way you like as well. little uh, pearl necklace, perhaps, but uh, absolutely the dreams uh, are made of here. Uh, Mark Kameyer, uh, are you going to make it a clean sweep? Just call me custodian Kamire because I'm sweeping it all. Yes, clean sweep. Uh, I mean, what else can I say? This is yet ju just one banger of many bangers on this album. This album is a total banger. So Drop Dead Legs, I think uh, there, there's nothing more I could possibly add to it than what we've already discussed other than when you go to your local establishment, whether that be a bowling alley, a skating rink, an arcade, yes, they still exist. Uh, or, uh, you know, your local watering hole and you see a jukebox, do yourself a favor, put in, uh, put in some coin for drop dead legs and just watch everyone sort of start feeling the groove. Even the, the young kids that might not even know much about Van Halen, they'll get into it. It's fine. It's contagious. It's a catchy tune. Um, the solo is a little bit, uh, I mean, the solo is great. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But there are a couple of times where I'm going, okay, Eddie, you've got nothing to prove here. What, what are you doing? It's fine. We don't, we don't need all the notes, but Hey, it's Eddie Van Halen. What are you going to do? I'm not mad about it. I'm just going, okay, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, though, this is, this is a great catchy tune. This is the one, this is kind of the one you want to hear. One of many you want to hear when you're listening to a, a Van Halen track. And I think John has, uh, I think he's convinced me you could hear this song from something like uh, the Van Halen 2 era. And as mentioned, I love that album. So that's a win. That's a win all around. We've And we all win all around because we're talking about a great Van Halen track. And that's why you come here because you want to hear us talk about Van Halen. You want to hear Van Halen. You want to talk about it. And that's why we love you. You, the listener, you, the audience that actually give us encouragement and encouraging things to read Thank you for being a part of it. And speaking of that, if you want to keep it up, 
please go to at podcast will rock on Twitter. That is our Twitter. If you're not already following us, give us a follow, find out uh, what we're talking about. Find the other podcasts in our network of podcasts, the deep dive podcasting network, where we've got all sorts of shows, shows that talk about all your favorite rock bands from days past or days present. They're all there. It's all good. There are so many to choose from including but not limited to Backtracks with these two gentlemen that uh, that are with me tonight. Backtracks, the Aerosmith podcast, uh, and then the new show, be on the look for that, Backtracks theme music, where we, uh, where you guys are going to dive into songs from film and television um, and how it correlates to, uh, uh, you know, the song itself correlating to the material. I cannot wait for that show. I can't wait to listen to it. You guys go ahead and give it a listen. Go give it a follow. And if you want to find us personally, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Corey at CD Morissette. Same places. John, if you want the people to come uh, harass you and uh, join your cult, where can they find you? They can find me at John. Oh, no, it's not even dots. It's just John Mariano (laughs) NY on Twitter. You can find me and he- hear my rantings like a maniac there. Oh, wait, sorry. That's somebody else's show. <laughs> oh, gone but not forgotten. I love it. <laughs> but uh, that's it, guys. That's the show. Uh, on behalf of Corey and John, myself, thank you for joining us, for listening to another outstanding track of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. We are, and the podcast will rock. And we will rock you later. 